So what's news? Well, the budget speech delivered by Finance Minister Enoch Kondongwana and quite frankly, there's so many important things to take out, but let's bring it down to nugget size and do a bit of a sum up of budget 2022. It was an important one given where we are as a country. I suppose we always find ourselves somewhere in some other position. So what do we know so far? Well, there are a couple of things. Uh, no increase in personal income tax rates. Yay. I think that's great. <laughs> uh, there's so many other things, like no increase in fuel levies, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. make sure that money gets spent properly. Oh, and then yeah. I, as I'm squeezing down the long list of stuff, I was just looking for syntax. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take that into account. Got to. Well, look, uh, a bit of a blow for um, folks in liquor in terms of duties on alcohol and that sort of thing. There are a couple of hikes there as well. So let's get some nuggets. Economist and host of the Metro FM talk show, Ayabong Atkawe, joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? We are hanging in there, Aya, despite it all. We are hanging in there. Yeah. uh, Very difficult to accept the news of Ricky Rick and uh, still pay attention to important things like uh, the budget speech but we have to do what we got to do and um, just looking at that budget speech some are saying it's a consumer friendly speech how do you sum it up in nuggets yeah look i mean i think a a certain balance uh, tried to be struck in this budget and i think a lot of people saying look it's a consumer budget it's a budget for industry it's a budget for whomever uh for me it's a budget Uh, it's a budget very much in the vein of what we've come to expect from the national treasury the pursuit of a primary budget surplus. You spoke about personal income tax uh, just, before, just before we started. Sure. Um, and if you look at corporate income tax, personal income tax, VAT, and royalties from mining and petroleum, those were the areas where we got more money coming into the kitty than was expected. And that's because commodity prices, the prices of palladium, of gold, of platinum, all of the stuff we ship out from South Africa, is much more favorable now than what it was in 2020. Hmm. Um, and I think that's very important because it's meant that, um, you know, Finance Minister, uh, you know, Kodongwana or Ndwanaga Chalipuang, as he calls himself, <laughs> uh, had a bit more space, you know, uh, in this particular budget. Um, and I think, you know, certain choices have been made. Um, one of those choices is the expansion of the social relief of the stress grant. Yeah. But also, there's been massive slashing as well. I mean, if you look at the cuts we saw, um, you know, in, in real terms, so if you add inflation, if you add population growth, effectively only the old age grant is able to grow in real terms. All of the other ones, uh, you're effectively moving backwards. Uh, and I think somebody in a private college would have the same experience, um, you know, real, um, real rate of return in negative terms there. Um, and there are many other areas, uh, uh, you know, uh, more where, where I think, you know, so, a bit was given, but I think a significant chunk was also taken on the other end. IML, um, I think, you know, in terms of talking about things that were taken, uh, state-owned enterprises like ESCOM, yeah. SAA, etc., what happens to them now since government is, is showing tough love and saying, listen, we're not going to keep bailing you guys out? Yeah, Mel, so, so I find this one so, so weird, right? Like, because, I mean, state-owned entities, including the one we work for, um, are like some of the biggest investors in the South African economy. I mean, ESCOM and Transnet are low. You know, invest much, much more than any national government, provincial government, or even municipality. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, ESCOM has received, I think, $136 billion in the last three years. 
uh, set to receive about a, an additional $88 billion, um, right through to 2026. Uh, and the Treasury is saying, well, we've indicated for the next 10 years, from about you know, 2019, 2020 or so, how much support we're going to give ESCOM as it tries to change how it operates. And beyond that, we're not going to give them any more. They must go and sell their assets. And, and we spoke last night on Metro FM Talk to the Director General at the Treasury, and he said they must go and sell all the assets. They must go and sell the coal mines. They must go and sell some of their, you know, uh, financing wing where they give people work for them loans and all of that. All of the non-core mm-hmm. stuff, that needs to go uh, because we can't, I guess, uh, as taxpayers, continue to subsidize them. Mm. Aya, let's talk about uh, the health department. Obviously, we're still in a pandemic. COVID-19 is still around and it's not going anywhere very soon. Um, What's been allocated to the health department and what's happened to the national income grant? Well, look, I mean, I think you make uh, a very important point uh, just on the last one. Um, Not much by way of signals on uh, basic income support. Um, And as I said, that social relief of distress grant extended for another 12 months. Sure. But if you look at the Department of Social Development's budget vote, where they like go into the detail of the money. Effectively, you know, the finance minister has only allocated money for the next 12 months for the social relief of distress grant. There is nothing more beyond that. Hmm. And I think that's indicative of uh, the indecision and a bit of uncertainty at the moment around what's going to happen to that. So I think people must, we, we can bank the win of you know, the next 12 months or so, right. uh, a bit more of you know, 350. But I think beyond that, it's still very much open to contest and open to some change. I think mm-hmm. on the healthcare front, um, you know, there's big question marks there around what the new healthcare configuration is going to look like. You've got the national health insurance coming up. You've got community health workers who are looking to be integrated into you know, the healthcare professions system alongside nurses, doctors, you know, and other auxiliary and ancillary healthcare workers. Um, and it doesn't really seem, if you compare, for instance, allocations that have gone to healthcare, um, that those allocations have grown, for instance, as much as allocations for infrastructure. I mean, if right. you use passenger rail, uh, so it might be the Southern Line in Cape Town, it might be the Mambopane Line, you know, in Tuane. And there's a massive likelihood that there'll be major improvements there in terms of train, rolling stock, uh, in terms of signaling mechanisms, hopefully in terms of electric cables, which are stripped from time to time. Yeah. Uh, and we heard something similar on Sanral. I mean, new roads coming up, uh, massive capital budgets. And I think we can only hope that they spend those, because when they spend those, small then businesses things, get to exactly. you know, get some action, um, and I guess people get to get some jobs as well. And things will happen. Uh, that's the, the other thing, is that we need to see some sort of movement. Yeah, the, uh, it, we, it's, hope. Yeah, we hope, man. It, it's always a, a, a tough balancing act, because at the end of the day, I, uh, but uh, we try... And, uh, <laughs> but we try and make uh, the most of it and I think that's a, a big essence of what you're also trying to say here thanks for those nuggets and um, we appreciate your input on uh, the budget speech as of yesterday